Hello, and welcome to the Money Marketing Podcast. I'm Kimberly Dondo, Digital Content Manager. And in this week's Weekend Essay podcast, we have Lois Vallely with her essay as she confronts her lapsed fitness and impulsive spending, sparking a shift from used to to soon I'll be able to. Listen as she bridges her past self with future aspirations, sharing insights on reconciling choices and ambitions. Take it away, Lois. Last week, I went to the gym for the first time in over a year. I was encouraged, read forced, into it by my sister who's been running for a few weeks and wanted to keep up the momentum when she came to visit. I knew I'd got pretty unfit over the past year, but this trip to the gym highlighted the extent of it. I barely reached 3,000 metres on the rowing machine. It took me nearly 17 minutes. And then I just about managed to jog, read limp, one kilometre on the running machine at 8.5 kilometres an hour. After this, I complained to my sister that I used to come back from work and get on the running machine and run 15 kilometres at 12.5 kilometres an hour without even breaking a sweat. In response, she said something that stuck with me. Why don't you stop saying I used to and start saying soon I'll be able to? I've now realised that talking about what I used to be able to do doesn't help me achieve my future goals. It does quite the opposite, in fact. As long as I keep telling myself I'm not as fit as I used to be, I'm unlikely to be able to get fit again. Maybe it's not the same for everyone. I know lots of people look at their past selves or to others for inspiration when working towards a fitness goal, but my psychology prevents this from working for me. I go down a rabbit hole where I idolise my past self and convince myself that I'll never get that good again, I'll never reach that level of fitness again, never reach that weight again. By doing that, I talk myself out of going back to the gym. I'll start next month, I think. I suppose I have a similar issue with my finances. After attending a few events and speaking to a lot of people, I've become fascinated by financial psychology. It's not always easy to analyse your own psyche, but I'll give it a go for this weekend essay. Back when I was in my early 20s, my life goals were similar to those of many people. I wanted to be married in my late 20s, buy a house in the West Country, have two or three children. Looking back, those goals were probably driven more by societal pressure than what I really want in life. But I certainly never expected to be 32 years old, single and staying, read living with my parents. I'm not unhappy in my current situation as such. I do love my parents and living back with them has been nice in many ways. But I do feel I want to take the next step in life at this point. I'm getting restless and I need to do something different. Until now, I've been living 100% in the present and trying to fill a hole in my life with doing stuff, expensive stuff and making sure I'm never standing still. This doesn't leave much room for reflecting on the future. A while ago, I wrote about the debt I was in. Last year, I did not live frugally. I was away nearly every weekend. I spent and spent with no regard for my bank account. It got to the point where I started telling myself I was already in thousands of pounds of debt. What's an extra hundred pounds? Do that 10 times in a row, though, and you quickly realise how easy it is to get into hot water. This year, I told myself I would spend less. But then I went to Paris with one of my sisters. It was a trip which I'd had to delay from last year, and it was a lot of fun, but it wasn't cheap. Then I went to Mykonos with my friend, also not cheap. And next month, I'm going to Sicily with my family, also not cheap. I know, poor me. The rate at which I'm spending money isn't getting me any closer to my new goal of living in Botswana for at least a month and volunteering at a wildlife rescue centre. 
On the day of my gym reintroduction, I decided it wasn't enough to just get physically fit. I need to stop telling myself I'll start next month and actually start cutting down on spending. This will involve some serious budgeting. Read, stop spending the bank's money. Some cutting back on trips and nights out and maybe even finding some way to earn extra money. Again, poor me. I sat down and mapped out a very detailed plan for getting out of debt, and by my calculations, I should be debt-free by the end of 2025 by the latest. Then I can start putting money back into my very neglected lifetime ISA, and I should be a homeowner in my late 30s. I'm not blind to the fact that this weekend essay might sound rather millennial snowflake, first world problems-y. There are millions of people in the world who are much worse off than I am and don't have family and friends to back them up and put them up. But feeling guilty about feeling bad about your current situation, whatever it may be, can also act as a mental block and stop you from achieving your goals. Being completely transparent, I wrote this essay because it was therapeutic to do so and I thought you guys could maybe serve as my accountability coach. And I suppose I wanted to highlight the fact that anyone, even a financial journalist with a decent salary and a strong support network, can get themselves into financial difficulties. It's so easy to do and it's not easy to get out of, especially when you have a very short-termist mindset like I do. I had an interesting conversation recently with financial well-being guru Chris Budd. Listen to the podcast, link in the article. He was talking about the fact that people find it extremely challenging to connect to their future selves, which makes it difficult for them to save money because this is the equivalent of asking them to give money to a stranger. One way he suggested people overcome this is by writing a letter to themselves in the future, then writing a letter back from their future self to their present self. This, then, I suppose, is my letter to my future self. Time to stop procrastinating and get fit again, physically and financially. Thanks, Lois, for another thought-provoking weekend essay podcast. We do hope that you enjoyed it. Please do keep up to date with all our new releases via Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere else you get your podcasts from. You can also keep up to date with all our new content published on the Money Marketing website, as well as our print edition, Money Marketing Magazine, so make sure to subscribe. Follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Threads, TikTok, and Instagram. See you next time.